asking for the Lord's help and his heart for people before you even get to interact with them will cause a natural overflow of his love because you've already aligned yourself with his heart for them. Well, we had a uh, family get together yesterday and uh, at the end of the night as we're going to sleep, I said, oh, hey, Tom, do you have a good day? <laughs> and um, he said, yeah, I had a really good conversation with this person. I got to hear about how, you know, some of the struggles they're having and it was, it was a really good conversation. And I thought to myself as I went to sleep, I thought, that's his version of a good day, that if he has the opportunity to have made someone else feel heard and loved. And I thought, oh, it's one of the things I love about him. But it reminded me that so often we can get lost in the idea that the world is somehow revolving around us. That even in our attempts to do a few good works, we can lose the, re the revelation that it is actually more blessed to give than to receive. You know, the Bible tells us in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You know, I, I love this because I feel that the, the Lord wants to remind us that this life that we live, we live with a purpose, and that is that he would be lifted up and exalted. As I'm doing my studies at the moment, they teach you and remind you that in order to stay motivated and keep going when, when the going gets tough, you've got to have a really clear why, why you're doing it. But more than that why, you need to have a value or a virtue attached to that why. Otherwise, you may run out of reason to persevere. That having a value or a virtue attached to the reason you do everything and then reminding yourself of that virtue and value is what will empower you to continue to persevere. Now, the Bible says that we now have the mind of Christ, that it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. Romans 15, uh, I am confident that you are full of goodness. So I've just reminded you about these things that he's written about so that you can continue to do the good works. You see, we do need reminding. We need, just like it, they'll tell us in the academic world, to keep the value or the virtue of your why in front of you to stay motivated. In order to actually live a life that gives him glory, we need to be reminded of the values and virtues that motivate us to live a life of selflessness, to live a life of giving. And to remember the truth of the Word of God that helps us understand why we do what we do. Amen? Luke 17 verse 33 says this, and I was meditating on this verse as I went to sleep last night. 
Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. It's a funny thing to think about. And, you know, we often will just attach that verse to martyrdom and persecution, and it's true, it does relate to that. But I think it also relates to us on a, on a practical level every day as well. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for his sake will find it. It's a bit like what I, I heard with Tom last night. In seeking the welfare of others, in not putting his own interests first, he actually found life what he's made to do, that is to let the love of God flow through him to others. And that when we actually get into a, a place where we're tempted to try and preserve and protect ourselves, we can actually close off the very life we're trying to protect. You know, I've seen it happen in my own life. Sometimes if I've had to go into an environment where, say there's someone there that's rejected me, or that I'm not very comfortable with. Because I'm a Christian, I'll be good. I'll be good, and I'll be polite, and I'll be kind. But very often, if I'm not aware of my values and virtues that are coming from the Holy Spirit, from the Word of God, I can have this shell around me that is protecting myself and only giving as much as I need to. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? But in seeking to protect myself, I'm actually missing out on the blessing of letting love flow. I, I, was, I was thinking about this as I thought about um, the story that I, I saw in uh, the movie, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Mr. Rogers. Anybody seen that? It's a good movie. I liked it. It's a true story about this uh, man that was a, uh, did, a children's television program. He was actually a Presbyterian minister who found his ministry in loving kids and, and doing a really wonderful job in helping them understand the world and, and virtues and values, the virtues and values of Christ. But in the, in the story about his life, it's very clear he lived a very disciplined life. He'd get up at 5.30 every morning, every day, he would pray for people. He had his list of people that he was praying for. He'd go through the list of the people that he knew he was going to meet that day and he'd pray for them. And I thought about that myself. I thought, you know, if in the mornings, I became even more disciplined. Like every morning, I'll take communion with the Lord. I'll read the Bible. I'll say some prayers. But what would it look like if on those days where I've had that struggle and thought to, you know, just put my little shell up, nobody will notice. I'm just going to be in my little protective shell. If instead, I had prayed for the people I knew I was going to see that day and asked for the Father's heart for them. Because then maybe I would have discovered the freedom of life flowing through me to bless them, to care about what they're walking through. As Tom was saying that last night, I thought, I wonder how many conversations I missed because I wasn't thinking about others in, during the day more than I was thinking about my own comfort. Have you ever been in a situation like that? I don't know about you, maybe nobody else, just maybe me. Um, because sometimes I feel like I don't feel like talking to people. I don't 
don't really want to make the effort to talk to people emotionally, but I should. And so I give as much as I feel like I have to. That doesn't happen often. That's on a really bad day. But on those really bad days, how do you overcome your emotions? You know what you want to do, but you don't even feel like you've got the emotional capacity to do it. Well, I believe that's where the power of the Holy Spirit is ready to help you by reminding you that if you seek to save your life, you'll miss out. But if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. Hallelujah. John 15, 11 says this, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. And of course, that's the story of the gospel. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came. He came with an intention and a purpose to lay down his life for us so that you and I could be reconciled to the Father and be forever with him, having eternal life. That's why his birth was announced. Joy to the world and peace on earth, goodwill to all men. It was great news because the Lord himself had come to save us, to pay for our sins and to take our unrighteousness, take our crookedness and to give us forgiveness, mercy, and new life, eternal life. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful news. But, but the Lord demonstrated to us, and that's what that Philippians passage is talking about. It's talking about the example of Jesus, who didn't consider himself as one that I'm just here to, to get. He came in the form of a servant. He came as the one who would wash his disciples' feet. He came as the one who was continually moved with compassion. I think about the day that he got the news about his cousin, John the Baptist, having been beheaded. It was hard. The Bible tells us that it was hard news. And Jesus actually went to withdrawal when he heard that news. But the next scripture tells us that he saw the crowds and he was moved with compassion. So instead of doing what he felt he needed to do for himself, he stepped out and he fed the 5,000. This is the example of Jesus. The world will say, you know, you do what's best for you. Live your truth. But you know, actually what that's doing is breeding a deception that says, if you try and look after your own life, you'll be right. But in fact, you'll miss out on the beauty and the joy of real life. And real life and the joy of real life comes when we lose our life to find his and discover that I have been made with a purpose and every single day, no matter what I'm feeling like, no matter what I'm encountering, no matter what I'm, what's going on in my world, the power of the Holy Ghost is alive in me. I can remind myself, that's right, it's no longer me who lives. So I don't need to look after myself and my 
emotions and, uh, and protect myself. Instead, I can reckon myself dead today indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ. And today, I'm going to consider others more important than myself. And I'm going to be looking for a way to love them, looking for a way to encourage them. And in doing so, we'll actually discover the life that we've been feeling we need to find and protect. That's better than you're responding to. Hallelujah. We know this. This is simple, basic. The truth is we don't all always live like this. And I think as believers, we actually all would like to live like this every single day. Am I right? Well, I think the reason that we sometimes don't is because we simply forget. We forget that the helper is there and that he has provided for us everything we need to live lives that look like this. And I think it requires some intentional discipline in our daily lives, not just to be praying for ourselves and the things that are going on, but to think about praying for the people in your world around you, praying for perhaps the people you're going to meet that day, praying for situations intentionally. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. You might think, oh, well, I should be like more like this and I should be more like that. And that might be true, but your, your should and you're beating yourself up for what you haven't done isn't going to help you. Asking for the Lord's help and his heart for people before you even get to interact with them will cause a natural overflow of his love because you've already aligned yourself with his heart for them. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. It's very easy to think that you know that and deceive yourself into, realize, in, into forgetting the truth of the reality of these words. That there is actually, it's not just the right thing to do, to give. It's actually more blessed in fact, it, what that means, if I have to break it down for you, is it's going to be better for you. Better for you to give than even to receive. It's good to learn to receive, but it's actually even better for you to give. That Not just because it's good for your character, it's actually opening up the floodgates of the blessing of God because he says to us in Luke chapter 6 verse 37, I'm going to read it all because I love it. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be? Give and it will be? given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. You know, you thinking about someone else's welfare, you thinking about how you can bless somebody, and then intentionally stepping out of your comfort zone to bless them, 
is so much better for you than receiving something because in doing so, God will multiply back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over so much more because he's found you faithful with what you have and he who is faithful with the little will be blessed with much. Hallelujah. There's a joy that comes in discovering the beauty of losing our life to find his. As I was thinking about this Mr. Rogers, I remember he, would, he said in an article I'd read about him that he said his mum used to tell him when he was a child, because he was quite a sensitive child, and he'd see something bad happening on the news. And his mum would help him and say, look for those that are helping. That in every situation, you don't have to pretend like the bad stuff's not happening, but look for the ones because she'd say, in every bad situation, you'll always find someone who's helping. Look for the people that are helping because that'll inspire you instead of depress you. God wants us to be among those that are helping. Jess was in the shops the other day and she said, uh, an elderly lady had a fall and actually um, her head was bleeding. And someone went to help her, helped her up, but then they left. And so Jess came over and she, you know, she's heavily pregnant. And she was just standing with her and waited with her until her, her son arrived a while later. But she, she said, you know, as we were just talking about it, she said, there were a lot of people there, but everybody just sort of walked past. She was saying, I was really surprised that there wasn't more people that just jumped in to be with her and help her. And we were talking about it as a family, and, and Tom said, I think probably a lot of people, they haven't got wicked hearts or they're not uncaring. It's just that they assume someone else will do it. And I think if we have that attitude, we've forgotten that actually it's an opportunity for me to be blessed by laying down my life for somebody else, by laying down my time for somebody else, by looking after somebody else, this is an opportunity for me to live the life I was born to live, to be a blessing. And in doing so, we open up the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's a simple message. But I believe it's a message that if we start to grab a hold of, that if we will actually take that time that you pray in the morning and start to think about focusing outward, praying for other people. There's a lot that goes on in everybody's world. And God wants you to ask about all the things. He wants you to ask about all your needs. In fact, the Bible tells us to ask him about all your needs. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. He wants you to pray about all your needs. But when you start also then praying about other people and other people's needs, you act, that's when you actually start stepping out of the realm of surviving into the realm of thriving. Because suddenly, you're out of your own little self-centered world and you step into the world of giving. Intercessors are givers. Yeah. 
they are giving in their private time, giving their time, giving their intercession to be a blessing to other people, and God will bless them back. God's called every one of us to look to him for help. It doesn't matter whether it's a long prayer time or a short prayer time, but I want to encourage you every day, if you'd include in your time talking to the Lord, asking for other people, you will start to see an increase in the measure that gets measured back to you, in the blessing that starts getting measured back to us. Hallelujah. So, Father, I'm asking for your help. Lord, I'm asking, Spirit of God, that you'd pick us up and encourage each one today. Lord, that you'd pour back into their lives hope and encouragement. Lord, over this coming uh, season, Lord, I ask that you'd help them to think about who they're going to be meeting that day or that week, that they would pray intentionally and receive by faith your heart for those people. Lord, I pray that you'd open up our eyes and quicken us to opportunities to do good, especially to the household of faith. Lord, look, help us have eyes to see where we can bring, Lord, your love and your mercy and your kindness. Help us, Lord God, to be those who would listen and show compassion and care. Lord, help us to be those that would, would not live with ourselves in, at the center of our view, but looking for the welfare of others. God, we ask for your grace, your help, and your blessing. And Lord, I thank you that the camels are coming. I thank you for the provision. Blessed are, pressed are, shaken together and running over. I thank you for the blessing of God upon your people. Lord, that we may continue to be a blessing, that your name and your, your kingdom may be increased in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Just a quick PS to the camels. I felt something the Lord remind me when Pastor James shared that word, and that is that camels actually have multiple eyelids, and it's so they can withstand a storm. And I felt like the Lord wanted to remind you this afternoon that you don't live according to this world's economy, that you don't live according to the system and the provision that He brings. The provision that He brings has the supernatural, it has the ability to withstand and see a way through and it's not put off it doesn't get lost in the midst of the storm but it ensures that it gets to where it needs to be and to go and be encouraged that as you live according to his economy as you give as we've been taught this afternoon as you give to the household of faith and so into the kingdom of God he will ensure that your camels get where they need to go and nothing will throw them off course in Jesus name those who need um, healing in their bodies right now I want you to stand up where you are if you would if you need any form of healing in your body I want you to stand up many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him from them all we saw some wonderful healings and miracles on Friday very encouraged by what the Lord is doing uh, but I want you to look around you and take a moment right now to be a blessing, to ask them quickly what they need prayer for, and then to pray in expectation that the Lord will touch them and heal them. Can we do that? So why don't you turn around, find someone that's standing up right now. Don't leave anybody by themselves, if you would. Thank you for healing and deliverance now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for healing now for the life of heaven to 
flow into their bodies in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing power to flow into their bodies now in the name of Jesus. Lord, pour out your spirit upon them. Bless them. Thank you for life and healing, disease, sickness. Go in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now, if you're if you're here and, and you've been just feeling a little discouraged and a little heavy and you, you, you really feel like I really just, I really need some encouragement. I've been feeling a bit discouraged or a bit heavy. Could you, would you mind standing up? Um, we want to make sure we get people around you today. If you're just feeling a little bit heavy or a little bit discouraged, you've been feeling like, you know, it's not been just, just today, but it's been something that you've had struggle shaking off. Would you just stand where you are? Now look around, stand up. Okay, I want you just to get around them now and I want you to put your hand of encouragement upon them. If you've got a word to encourage them, do that. But just bless them right now. Pray that God will strengthen them and encourage them today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, for encouraging each one here, Lord, right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your strength, your encouragement, your life in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless them. Encourage them. Strengthen them now in Jesus' name. Lord, encourage them. Be their glory and the lifter of them, their heads. Lord, release joy into their hearts. Help Holy Spirit. Help Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, come supernaturally. Fill them with joy and peace in your name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Wow, Deej, I just uh, saw you um, cuddling babies. And I just saw that you were releasing hope into little kids and it kind of go it's so beautiful i just see that the lord has anointed you with the grace to impart hope to little children that have none and i actually feel like you know he's deposited a deep and a rich <laughs> deposit of his love for them and i feel like the lord's saying didi it's time to start walking around in the dreams that i have given to you and to start to open your mouth and declare them because i'm telling you that time is coming and it's time to man step out and start to walk towards this thing that the lord has for you that there's a generation of young children that need the love of the father that's going to be released through your hands so father right now we thank you for it in jesus name yes god we say do it in jesus name well more 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 A lady yelled out in the middle of my meeting and what she said stunned everybody. I was talking about my book, Speak Life, when all of a sudden this lady yelled out from the back of the room, I became the mayor of my city because of that book. And I thought, whoa, what? And I found out later that this lady, she had been believing that God was going to make her mayor, that she was called to do that. And so she took some of the declarations in my book, Speak Life, speaking out the scripture, believing God for victory, believing that he'd fulfill his purposes for her. 
and sure enough, she was elected as mayor of the city. And she told me, now every day as she goes into work, she's declaring the word of God. She's speaking out these declarations. It's so encouraging, but I want you to know that as you line your words up with the will of God, as you speak the word of God, his word will not return to him void. It will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. I want to invite you to become a monthly partner with us as we take this message of God's goodness all over the world. We need your help. And the beautiful opportunity we have with our monthly partners is to get together on a monthly Zoom where we pray together, we prophesy, I share from the Word of God, and we have a question and answer time together. They're really special times, and I'd love for you to join us as part of the KRM family. Come and join us as a monthly partner today. Go to the website for details.